0: I was like, what the fuck is going on? You can't do these things.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You can't, like, first, you came in very high pitched with the Eminem song, and, right, like, right. Dude, he's very but high. No, like, but no, like, dude sounds disturbed. You sounded very excited to sing these lyrics. <laughs> that's number one. Mm-hmm, number two, mm-hmm. in casual conversation, I'm talking about an album, and you were like, I was upstairs listening to my Will Smith CD. Yeah. And, like, that's the
2: video. Yeah, but hey, Chrissy, no. how are you doing?
0: not say that through
2: lyrics. I'm, know good. I'm good. My name is Jay. No, no, I have a no, you, no, no, we can't Chrissy.
3: not do this. See, oh my god, you do yes. you
2: like breakfast food? Do you like your breakfast food?
3: No. No. Oh my, see, oh my,
2: oh wow,
4: I am a French toast fiend.
2: You are a French toast, imagine oh, a god. French toast <laughs> slice, if you will. Do you, do you do sausages? Do you do
3: meat? Sitting? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yo, we're not about to stack, Joe. No stacking. Imagine
2: bed, bunk bed, French toast, <laughs> then sausage, egg, cheese, another bunk bed, French toast. You eating that sandwich? No, no sausage, but
4: I'm eating it without the sausage. A- egg and cheese, though? Egg and cheese upon it? Egg and cheese. I'm definitely eating
2: that. that, that right. Right. Savory and sweet together, hormones, hey,
3: that's, maybe, maybe a different really to There's one phrase that Joe wants to say to you really bad, and he's, he's, he's dancing around it. Uh, What's
0: that? What which do you, mean? you just want us to say it, and we're not going to say yeah. it. She oh, said French right, toast, so I don't
2: need to say, Sena <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 she she oh already cleaned it up with French yeah. toast. French toast is fine. You don't need to get extra kinky. Extra kink would be Cinerole. Cinerole is like double sweet. I'm glad we got that out the way. Uh, Nobody say anything. Logic, logic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Thank good. you, Logic.
5: This is the same nigga from Dirty Asses for the Masses. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you talk about stacking sausages? No, that no, no. no, no, all, no. Right. All, all right. We're 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 My bad. All all right. Right. My bad. Yep. My bad. My bad. And we're here. Let's uh you running this cast tonight, uh Coach Pepper? I got it, I got
0: it. <clears throat> cut out, cut out me clearing out my, my cough.
2: Oh no, I like that. <laughs> it's strong. Throat games 2024.
0: What is it? Okay, I got it. I'm gonna sound like Joey. Here we go. Y'all ready? <clears throat> this is logic over everything. Okay. We made it here so you can make it through. <laughs> Let's do what we gotta do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes! I loved it. I loved it. So, this episode, guys, Logic is... Logic, Joey, and Infinite. Yes, yes, They're gonna yes. let me take the reins on this one. Huh? I had a subject deep to my heart. We're gonna talk about seagull mothers. But, before we get into it, let me introduce everybody on the cast, okay? The host of logic over everything. Joey!
2: Yes! All right. How you I doing? like the excitement there. We worked on it. We worked on it pre-show, <laughs> and you got it. And I'm with that. I'm getting I like it.
0: That. I'm getting it. Appreciate you. How are you, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Blessed. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Infinite!
3: Hey, What's yo. up, bro? What's good? What's good?
0: You ready for tonight? Always. I know that's right. And the man that puts logic over everything. Hey, Logic.
6: What's going on, Hey, big bro. How you doing? I'm
0: good, bro. You ready for tonight? Yeah. All right. Now for our guest, I got my bitches with me. Oh, Christy, say hi to everybody. How you doing, babe? Hey, y'all. How y'all? I'm good. Don't she sound good, y'all? She sound good and shit? Ooh, yes. Dang,
3: ooh. She, she got a ring on it. She got a <laughs> ring on it. Okay. No,
4: that's what we're talking about tonight. How oh, it's okay. impossible to find one of those.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. We'll touch on that later, guys. And V from the T. Mm. Tennessee. Hey, hey Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, V. Just for viewers know, V has like. Forty-two triple, quadruple, double Ds. I just want to put that out there, as well You're as Christmas. Business. Business. You in my business, girl. <laughs> ladies,
4: my don't let <laughs> y'all. Don't let her lie to
0: y'all. Girl, I saw it.
2: Forty-two. <laughs> okay.
0: okay, okay, okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're talking about single moms, right? Now I'm just gonna start it off with some
5: statistics.
0: Ladies, this is a complete safe place if you don't want to answer any questions, you ain't got to, but y'all my girl, so I feel like y'all gonna give me the real, right? So, according to census data, right, 25% of U.S. families are headed by a single parent, and 80% of single parents heads households, the ones that do head the households are mothers or you could classify it as 21% of U.S. children live primarily with their single mothers. Regardless of the statistics, i want to start this podcast off by saying, if you're a single mother, I salute you, Queen. You're doing it, and even if things get difficult, just keep pushing forward. You got this, everything's gonna be all right. So I just wanted to start it off with a little positivity, okay? Now, with the two beautiful ladies on tonight it's nice that we only have two because i have time to listen to both of y'all stories okay so i'm gonna start it off with christy hey babes hey do me a favor tell the people how young you are and what age you became a mother
4: I am 29
0: and I became
4: a
5: mother at 18. Okay, and V? Yes ma'am, I am 34 and I became a mother at 23. Okay, so for both of y'all, I lost y'all, hold on one second.
0: For both of y'all, um, how many kids do y'all have? One. I have one. You
5: don't want okay, and how old is the kid?
4: My son is ten. My son is
5: ten also. What? What are Kowinka things? I know, right? (laughs) Evil twin, evil twin. (laughs) Yeah,
4: my son is a cuss. He is born December twenty first. He is a sag that acts like a Capricorn, so we go through it. (laughs) Mine is a Taurus, and that's enough said. Ooh, baby, I'm gonna pray for you. Remember <laughs> you in my prayer tonight.
0: God. I love I love the support from the ladies. So um y'all don't have to say what y'all do for work, but are y'all full time like employees?
4: Yes, I mean I would love to share actually a little because as a business owner, you know, I broke a generational curse and mm-hmm. started a business at twenty-four a full-time hairdresser and I salute myself for being able to properly run a business and still make sure my son never feels you know lacked or loved so I definitely salute myself on being a business owner and having a successful business where I fully
0: full-time work for myself I got you and that is that's much respect I respect that um V full-time employee
5: Yes, ma'am. I do work full time. I just started working at the airports and Um, my schedule is a good balance because it still gives me the chance to like do what I want to do after work. You know, his father is there. So, you know, it's not too much of a hassle. I don't have to worry about trying to find babysitters or anything like that. Um, The only thing is I miss his basketball games when he has games unless it's at nine o'clock. But you know, because I co-parent between my job and my personal life, I have a decent enough balance.
0: Mm. Okay. And that was going to move me to my next question about balance between work and motherhood. Um, V answered that. Chrissy, you feel like you have a good balance between work and motherhood?
4: I don't. My situation is a little different. So straight out of high school, our parents married us off because, you know, we were young and mature that's that's one thing about, you know, the education system. Y'all should have a whole nother podcast about that. They barely touch on, you know, safe sex and things that happen once you have a child and how you're stuck with this child and the responsibility of it forever. You know, no one really touches on that. It's always practice safe sex. No one talks about failed birth control. No one talks about broken condoms or any of that. So y'all should definitely focus on that at some point in life too, but to fast forward, you know, we I came from a Christian background. My mother found out I was pregnant, married us off. And I was unfortunately in one of those situations where as the breadwinner of the, in the head of the household, I didn't want the marriage anymore. So he didn't want to parent anymore. So it mm-hmm. left me out in the world of a completely absent father. Like he is literally not involved at all, but I was blessed with such a strong support system that. I never really had to feel the pressure that most single parents have as far as trusting a stranger with their child, daycare, and other things that come along with, you know, someone that's truly on their own. So Mm. I always salute myself for just being thankful and grateful that I was put in a bad situation with someone that, you know, just didn't really care for the care of their child, but I was able to make it through because of the
0: support system I had. Thanks. I like that. V, do you feel like you have a good support system for your child?
5: Um, the support system I have left, yes. I mean, cause my mom is gone, my daddy's across the country, my grandma's gone. Um, I mean, I it's mainly dealing with his dad. Pretty much we support each other.
0: I just mm-hmm. say
5: like, yeah. I would say the people that's left, yeah.
0: Okay. So I want to take it back for a bit. Let's just backpedal a little bit. So it seems like both of y'all are fairly young. Um, the how did you meet your child's father?
5: At work. What were y'all doing? Working. He walked up on me and was (laughs) like, Hey, how you doing? I just want to let you know you look really nice today and walked the fuck off. And I was like, God damn. Like that was just a new approach. I had never got approached like that, and we end up get cool. But he's like four years older than me, so I guess maybe it's because he's older and that's how he was raised. Maybe that's why he approached me like that. But it was just different. I like the fact that the approach was different.
0: Mm -hmm. Joey calls that leaving you in your dust, and then you have to rattle. And then you come back to it. That's what Joey calls it. But, Tell um, Joey get
5: out of my business. Oh
0: man! Oh. <laughs> come on now.
5: Catch the I strays. Just, <laughs> catch the
0: strays. <laughs> Yo, I just walked into that one. That was crazy. I'm
2: <laughs> gonna be in mind of my business. Listen, I'm to my. Just, I'm just giving. Speech.
0: I'm just giving her the the Joey way. Um. Anywho, so how did that come to pass? With you having his kid, like, did you just follow him after that,
5: or? I mean we like, were uh, we were dating for like a year before I got pregnant. It wasn't like a, mm-hmm. it wasn't immediate.
0: Okay. So for a year, did would you say you loved him? Yeah. Mm. Was that your first love?
5: I don't think so.
2: Okay. So hold on, V, one more thing. Uh so when he walks up on you and he drops the line and he leaves, you know. Besides his approach, what else did you like about him? What, why did you? Why did you? You know, eventually pursue, or did you pursue? I,
5: don't know I mean, I like I said, he was cool. He was attractive. It wasn't no pressure. He didn't come on me. He didn't come to me with some disrespectful shit. It was just cool. He complimented me on how I looked, or how I came to work, about the fact I dressed nice, and mm-hmm. you know, we just had conversations, and it kind of just grew from there. It Wasn't nothing forced, and on the fact he's actually very upfront and honest. He was one of them type of niggas that he was like, I already you hear about something from me versus hearing about it from somewhere else, and that was just one thing that I respected.
0: Okay. What kind of things did that encompass?
5: Shit, that nigga was doing him.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? What you mean? He had
5: a. I mean, he was. We were single. We were talking for a year, but ultimately we were single. So he was still having his thing with other women. And then he was very transparent about his emotions, very vocal about things. Like it was just, it was just different. He wasn't one of them niggas that like tried to act hard or try to put on a persona about anything. He was just like, what you see is what you get. This is, this is who I am. This is what I got. This is how I am. You know, it's just me. Right.
0: Okay. And then, um, Chrissy, how did you meet your baby's father?
4: Um, my ex-husband, actually, and I, we went to high school together. So we were high school sweethearts and mm-hmm. it was definitely my first love. We started dating when I was 15. Trey was born when I was 18 and we were married by 19.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you I think was- about him at 15 then? I'm sorry. I mean- at, I hear-
4: at 15, to be honest, he was like the world, the stars and the moon, because I was, I was the, the ugly duckling for sure. Like the girl that I am now 10, years ago, you know, one of those moments where it's like you, uh, back then they won't be not here all on me. It's that's, that's my story for sure. Because the person I was then bad acne glasses, all of that rounded girl so the fact that he was attracted to me and he was one of the quote-unquote cool kids popular kids I instantly was I instantly just draw to him, drew to him and was googly-eyed over him drooling probably a little bit more than I should because I was confused like what do he like why do he like me and all the popular girls are over there looking at him trying to figure out why he like me so mm-hmm. he was a year older he asked me to homecoming and that's actually how it started so here I am uh lacking confidence walking homecoming with one of the most popular boys in school trying to figure out once again, why he's with me. And it just flourished from there, to be honest.
0: Okay. And then after you got pregnant, how long were y'all together?
4: Till I was 21. So Trey was born in December. And then that I turned 19 that next June. So, 2021, so another three years after that so a total of seven years so f- okay. about four years
0: before the child was born and three years after and then the when you got pregnant did y'all try to make it work or were y'all y'all were in a relationship
5: um he did ask me to be his girlfriend at one point but he was still fucking around with other women. And I just felt like he had to let those other women go before we got into a relationship. Cause I wasn't dealing with anybody else. I wasn't finna walk in and just hope this nigga, you know, would eventually like, it was like, I like, I felt like he had to make the move move first. And then he had a lot of other things that he complained about. I just felt like I wasn't going to be able to be myself in that relationship. So I was the one that turned it down.
0: Okay. So at any point were y'all together? No. No. And then, so with y'all fathers now, you fast forward, how often do they see their kids? Every day. Every day?
5: Mm-hmm. I take him to school, he picks them up, they do basketball practice, and I pick them up afterwards.
0: And then Christy, you mentioned the relationship isn't quite like that. So for this situation, do you leave the door open for him to come back and like visit your, your child or is it severed? How do you feel about it?
4: So my, my story is a little different. We, our marriage actually ended um, due to some domestic issues. So I inevitably, like I said, I grew up in this like tight bonded Christian family. So of course, if you ever grew up like that, marriage is, I mean, divorce is not an option. No matter what's going on, they want y'all to work it out, figure it out, and everything. So, when I'm trying to explain to everyone, like, no, this this man got an issue. Like, he got, he not all the way there in the head, and he's putting me and the child at risk, like, still no one was hearing it. So, it took for a, a, a very serious situation to arise before, oh, she's really in danger, so then oh, let's let's move to get her out of this situation. So of course, as you can imagine, those type of narcissistic people, they're not going to take responsibility for any of it. So about a year later, once the court settled everything, the divorce was final, we agreed on me keeping full physical custody, which is different than sole custody. So that just meant that the child would live with me and he would arrange visitation. And from that moment, moving forward, he just, did, he just showed lack of interest because he was, he basically, I wasn't under his cusp anymore. You know, he couldn't mm. prey on me. I wasn't like bothered by what it was that he wasn't, wasn't doing. And he didn't have access to me. So unfortunately, when, once he didn't have access to me, he proved on many occasions, he didn't want access to his child. So I told him like, listen, we knew each other a decade. I think this was probably like I say 2019, I was the bigger person, I think, in this situation. And I reached out to him and told him, like, every boy needs a father. And to be honest, it took a big it took a big swallow for me to tell him that because I never, I never have felt like he was the type of man that I wanted my son to become or even look up to. But you're still the sperm donor at this point, inevitably. So I still want him to understand who his dad is and his dad to be a part of his life. So I explained to him, like, we do not have to be enemies. I put that behind me. I prayed over you. I forgive you. And I really want your son to know who his dad is. Like Mm -hmm. I left that door open, had a very honest conversation with him that, like I said, took a very hard pill to swallow to even have with him. And he shut that door back himself. So my Mm -hmm. son hasn't seen his dad since 2020. And that was like a forced thing on my behalf. We now live hours away. I'm originally from Michigan, from Detroit. We, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, moved here you know right before the pandemic and in 2020 I flew Trey down there let him you know stay for the summer pay for everything I even gave him money for the stay he's like oh I can't really afford to keep him blah 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 here's money whatever y'all need spend some time with your son the whole summer while my son was there he stayed with the grandmother and it was from that point on, I gave my son a choice. My son is old enough to make that choice himself, And he hasn't want to go back because his dad hasn't requested for him. So,
1: gotcha. like,
4: about a year ago, probably, yeah, his birthday, he called and told him happy birthday, but that was probably the only communication. Now, his birthday this year, I make two years. That was the one time he spoke to him in two years.
0: Mm. And how does that... How does that affect you as a mother? Like, I get how you feel. Like, obviously that's his son, you care a certain way, but him not wanting to be in his life after making, kind of that sacrifice and like, let me put my feelings to the side and do what's right for my son. Like, how does that make you feel? Actually, it closed
4: a chapter. And I think a lot of women, especially domestic violence survivors, they struggle with thinking that they're the problem and blaming themselves for the disconnect of the marriage, like the family and all of that. So Uh at first I was blaming myself for why the family ended, right? And then when I knew that I chose to be the bigger person and close that gap to welcome him back into our life so that he doesn't feel like he can't have a line of communication with his son or, or myself, and he closed it back, I felt like fulfilled, if that makes sense. Like I did my part. My son now sees who you are because there is a lot of bitter baby mamas out here, you know, and they need to be accountable that you cannot close the door for that dad to be in that child's life because you still hold it anger towards the dad. So okay. I put my feelings aside and my son got to see who his dad was for himself. So that actually made me feel better about it.
0: I got you. The um, you mentioned that your son sees his dad every day. Is that something that y'all had to build up to or has that just been a consistent thing since he was born?
5: It's been a consistent thing since he was born. Uh, just because I didn't want to intervene with that dynamic. Like I'm honest with myself to know that I can raise him to be a gentleman, but I can't raise him to be a man. There's just some things I'm not going to be able to teach him. And since I grew up without a father, I wasn't going to deprive him of that. Mm-hmm.
0: So, For both of y'all, I'll start with V. Knowing that you're not with someone, is that kind of like a sacrifice on y'all's part to make sure, like ensure that they have that relationship? Or is it something like when you become a mother, it's just a natural thing to want to give your child that?
5: I think it's a natural thing to give my child that. Like I can find my happiness eventually somewhere else. It doesn't have to be with his dad. Because, I mean, he's going to see a lot of things and he's not going to want to see either of his parents unhappy just for the sake of being together. Like, you have to separate if it don't work. Okay. I agree with
4: that. Like, there is a lot of people saying this so that they can be able to say that they have both parents in the household and inevitably the child sees how miserable they are. So no one's suffering in that situation but the child. But I was blessed, especially, like, even now... Um, like big brother programs, my son's in baseball. So he gets to interact in a lot of um, environments where he gets to have a role model. So, and to mm-hmm. be honest, like I said, his dad is not like going on any type of dad poster anywhere anytime soon. So <laughs> I actually appreciate the fact that the type of role models I found for my son to teach him how to be a man. Because just like we said, at the end of the day, a lot of single mothers tell they I uh, I can play both roles, but I know for a fact I can't, so I'm not trying to either. So I I found a support system where there's there's a lot of good men, and they're headed in the right direction to teach my son how to be a man while I do the nurturing at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. that's dope. It really. Is. Um. So I want to move forward a little bit with y'all situations. Have y'all ever asked for child support or contributions from the fathers? And I'll start with Chrissy.
4: So since my situation ended so messy, the courts made me. Like, it it wasn't an option because, you know, growing up in a dynamic where money isn't available, resources aren't available, and you have to go to the government for any kind of help, which at the time, I think I was like 23, I needed help. I told them, like, I can't afford this extra money to come out my paycheck for insurance. So basically they were like, oh, once your divorce is final, you will drop off his insurance and so will your son. And you have to put him on child support in order to get insurance through the state. So, you know, a lot of my male friends say that child support makes a lot of men better. And I don't know if the men on this podcast want to chime in on that, but it wasn't my choice to just inevitably say, Oh, you! I want the state and our business to tell me how much money you have to pay me. I my hand was forced in order to get assistance, and I don't think a lot of people understand that that's how the government
0: works. Mm, I definitely didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I know V is
2: going to go in a second. I just wanted to put my hand up real quick uh, and bring and bring the guys into this discussion after V answers. So, uh, go ahead and ask uh, V the question, Coach Pepper, and then we'll come back and circle to the guys.
0: Thank you, Joey.
2: No problem.
0: Um. V, for you was it the was it anything similar like did you ever think about asking for child support or any assistance from his dad or does he help support him your uh, child
5: he does. he does help support him therefore I never asked for it
0: okay um I'll take it to the guys for a second Joey you had your hand up so I'll let you go
5: first yeah I'm, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna talk as little as possible on this because I feel like there's there's something to be said from, from Logic and Infinite. I'm going to start with, with Logic, but just real quick, I'm pulling from the uh, the blackdemographics.com. Uh, it's a common website to use amongst the black folks. Um, and I see that 36% of black people live alone. Um, 30, 36% male or female, we live alone. That's more than the married couples' families. So um, living alone, 36%. Married couples are 27% and then the female led family is 26% of that black population with only 6% with the male led family meaning the men have the kids 6% the, the and i know and i know all these statistics are skewed but they give you an idea of the the dynamic that we're getting into which is a dangerous one you know and and then <laughs> there's 5% of gray area but Instead of me talking about it, you know, I I know Logic has mentioned many times on this cast that he was raised by a, a black woman, a single black woman. So I'm I'm gonna let him, uh, you know, go to those the effects on him because uh, I think Chrissy said that she knew that uh, she ha- she hated to admit it, but you know, uh, a child needs his father or a or son needs his father. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll bow to Logic on this one. Go ahead, bro. You
6: know, how did mm, you feel? No my situation is particular to me. Um, But I have a father and he was there as much as he could be. And looking back at it as an older gentleman now, I can recognize, you know, there was a statement that was made about the idea of letting the man see his child even though you're still upset. And as a youth there was a lot of distance between my mother and my father to the degree where that did not help the co-parenting situation but it did get better as time went on um so for me i i kind of personally became a dude who didn't have the male guidance that a lot of other dudes had and i didn't necessarily. You know, I dibbled and dabbled in street shit, but I wasn't necessarily that type of guy for real. So, you know, it just there was definitely a, a need for male guidance that maybe I didn't necessarily gravitate to towards early on. All
2: right, infinite, infinite. Would you would you uh classify your upbringing as being raised by a single parent or you know, along the way you had uh, male male role models?
3: Uh a little bit of both. Um so my mom and my uh biological father, who I think we're divorced <laughs> by the time I was like, I don't know, one, two, three years old at the most. Like by the time I realized who was who was around me in my world, you know, there was no fa- my father wasn't in the house, you know what I'm saying? Like uh my grandparents were around, my mom obviously and my aunt. But um I did get to see my father, you know, maybe once or twice every summer, you know, uh, during my like my elementary years. Um, but my mom did get remarried, like uh late eighties and was married through the mid nineties up until like ninety-four. So I did have a stepfather for a little while too. So I was still see my father um till maybe my high school years. Um then I didn't see him for a few years. He did come to my graduation of high school, uh um, got to graduate in high school uh he promised me. He promised me it was funny too, but he promised me too uh, uh, that day, I, uh we graduated. And Logic knows, Logic was like one of the only people at all my friends to ever see my father. Um, mm. So Logic knows personally. So
6: yeah, uh, I remember that.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he told me he was like, "Yeah, son, you know, we're gonna, uh, you know, they just opened up the uh, Redskins game of the Commander Stadium over here in Landover at that time." He's like, yeah, we're going to get some tickets, go to a couple games, blah, blah, blah. Never saw saw him again and haven't seen him since. uh, His mom tried to re-engage the contact uh, a couple years after I graduated high school. Um, But that kind of fell on deaf ears because I think the only reason why he came back around, he did call me maybe like in 2003, something like that, or 2002. but, But that was only because Maryland laws had passed about about um back child support so mm. he, if he didn't catch up on it then he would have faced jail time so soon as soon as the law was passed i got a check in the mail he ended up calling maybe uh <laughs> within a month after that happened and mm. you know i and for me at that time i thought it was fake so he's yes. like hey go
2: no, so you just, you know, you, you kind of just ended it right there? like you. Mean...
3: Well, yeah, I kind of, you know, I was kind of backed up because I was feeling some type of way, you know, because like I said, it was too soon. It was too much of a coincidence that you calling, you hadn't called in two years since I had graduated. But as soon as this law passed, I get a check in the mail, then you're calling within like a month, month and a half after that. And um, and once again, like I said, this was all, all, also had to be orchestrated by his mom at that time. So um, she she tried to, you know, extend the olive branch to my mom and I, but like I said, you know, my mom kind of put it, you know, in my hands, and, you know, like I said, I didn't budge, so, uh, then it was probably another, I don't know, four or five years after that, he tried to call one day. I just happened to be in the house, and I saw his number on the phone, you know, call ID, and I just let it ring, so, yeah, uh, like I said, I I haven't seen him literally since the day I graduated high school.
2: I. All right, Kennedy, I'm gonna hand it back to you. I just, I just wanted to get for the, from the fellas.
0: Thank you, guys. Um, so we're gonna get back to the ladies. Um, with this, with y'all being single moms and like providing for y'all sons, what's the biggest struggle y'all face? Um, through motherhood, with this, with this situation, what's the biggest struggle that y'all have? And I'll start with Chrissy. <laughs>
4: To touch on what he just said about uh, remembering that conversation that his dad had with him and then disappearing, that Mm -hmm. is probably my biggest struggle as a mother. Like watching my son uh, constantly be disappointed by somebody, he is going to have those memories for the rest of his life. Like Mm -hmm. the things that were promised to him, the things that were said, all of it, like and there's been multiple occasions where it was things like that. Like, oh, I'm gonna fly down to see you, especially the first two years we were here. He just, would call randomly out the blue, wouldn't hear from him again for like five or six months. And my son would be looking forward to it. Like, dad says he's coming. When I get out of school for the summer, he, we, he's supposed to take me here. We're supposed to do this, go here. And he wouldn't show up. So it's like, my son may not talk about it anymore, but I feel like mm-hmm. when he's an adult, he's gonna remember these things. So I just struggle with the disappointment that he's experienced as a a, a little boy that really just looked up to his dad, you know, no matter how much I don't think he is a shit to that little boy. He was everything that he ever needed in life. So that's probably my biggest struggle.
0: And
5: V what about you? I'm so sorry. Repeat the question one more time.
0: What's your biggest struggle? Like as a
5: single mother, and raising a son? Um, I wanna say time, honestly. I think because of the fact that he is bouncing back and forth between two households, that sometimes the time doesn't tend to be even. Mm-hmm. But I think other than that, I mean, like I said, his father being present does make it a lot easier just because he's not really like walling out, he's not trying to search for a father figure. Um, his father instills certain mannerisms and, you know, things that boys need um, right. that kind of makes it easier on me. And then on top of that, at the school that he's at, I mean, his his dad's sister works there. I know the police officer that works there. Like He kind of got eyes on him. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you know, that may change next year, but, you know, as of right now, I just my my issues with parenting don't really have much to do too much with the child itself other than probably just trying to balance time okay
0: um so i'm gonna get into some fun questions because i think these have been heavy y'all and i appreciate the transparency so we gonna do A little roulette. Joey, you can pick who answers this next question first. (laughs) All right. right, I got you. I got you. So so what is dating life like?
2: Bottom of the box. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm picking V. She's at the bottom of the box. I'm picking V. What
0: is is dating life like as a single mom? Like, What is that like? How How do you implement that?
5: I mean, once again, he's with his daddy a lot. So it's not I have the issue of finding a babysitter. It's really just these niggas.
2: Oh, <laughs> damn. Damn. Where, where are you looking for these niggas at? Where, where, where are you at? Where you based
5: I'm on? not even looking for these niggas no more. I it's just the niggas that are coming to me. I got to figure out where my problem is on why these <laughs> niggas are
2: coming to me. Oh, common denominator shit. I like that. I like that. Uh uh-uh,
5: uh,
0: that's not uh, what she said, Joe. She said
2: common denominator was her. <laughs> what about me? I like that. I like when we look in the mirror and try to fix us. Yeah, you know oh I'm saying that's, that is that is good. That is good. So so, what area are you in looking for? <laughs> I mean, well, I'm sorry. What area are you in meeting these niggas?
5: <laughs> I mean, I've met niggas randomly at the grocery okay. store, the gas station, online, uh-huh. people I've known since childhood. The gas you know, station. Like, oh, I've been having it. Yeah, girl. Gas gas stations are important. I gotta stop and get gas. Oh
2: are you, in the, are you in the
5: club life anymore? Do you do the clubs at all? Not really, no.
2: not, not okay, not really like. Once in a blue moon, just for your birthday, something like that. I
5: mainly do, I'll mainly do a bar before I do an actual club. Bar.
2: Okay. And you, do you have that scenario where a man comes up? Can I buy you a drink?
5: Every now and then. Not all, mm-hmm. not every time I go. Okay. They just bring
0: V the whole bar. I've seen it. First all, <laughs> they
5: just of all, come not,
0: over it. with a tray of drinks and that's, that's it.
5: That that's was what a I one thought. First of all, that was the Africans. That ain't gonna do me.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just, we, I'm just we, saying what I saw, what I visualized. And I, and I feel great. like
5: they were trying to get you, but I can't say names because well, it's recorded for quality. Names. Why are you throwing me out there?
0: Wow.
2: Wow. We, we've we had some pretty crazy uh, date stories on this on this podcast. One, one guy, uh, you know, had spent a lot of money on a woman in a place he didn't really want to go and he thought that they were having a great time and he was going to get it back to the house and she he went in for a kiss and she said, Uh uh-uh. uh. And the only thing he could think to do was lick her face, lick the side of her face. He was they were both drunk, but he wanted yeah. to get back at her. He licked the side of her face. Do you have a uh a horror story right there, V? Before <laughs> I go to Chrissy, do you have a, um, a, a first date horror story?
5: Yeah, V, not nah. a horror story. Not a horror story like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a little much. That, that was a, a little much. But, you know, you said that the dating pool is the problem. So I'm trying to figure out what about what your experience led you to say that statement?
5: I feel like a lot of niggas will invite you over and not out because they feel like they don't want to be the food nigga or, you know, it's a game that a lot of niggas do where they'll sit there and spend money just to get a woman drunk and try to shoot their shot then instead of just not being able to be themselves and not pull somebody when they're not drunk. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of just tell like sex is a part of life. Right. But when they talk about it and it's very suggestive instead of just informative, you can tell that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I think just like when a nigga don't talk about sex at all, like they me be the ones.
1: What do you
2: yes. mean? When they don't talk about sex at all, that means they're the one for you? Like, when they, when no. they just don't talk about sex?
0: Uh, they're the main ones. They,
2: oh, they're the main ones that want that, sex. They're,
5: they're, they're not the ones that are pressed about it. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Like, you can't... Like, sex is a part of life. we grown. I got a kid. You know I'm fucking. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's other shit to it. Like, sex is gonna happen if it's gonna happen. If it's gonna happen naturally, it's cool. Hmm
2: so that's what you don't like about the dating pool like it's all sex first it's Netflix and chill it's come over my house instead of a,
5: a lot of things happen forced and transactional instead of just natural-
2: mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you mm-hmm. think men don't know how to date anymore you know a traditional date is that
5: um it? I'm not even sure what traditional dating is anymore I feel like <laughs> yeah yeah no, I mean that's <laughs> I, honest I, I that's I what's think, up I just think you have to date your speed. Like you can sit here trying to go to this expensive ass restaurant and blow out his money, and think uh-huh. that we're obligated to fuck you, and we're not. Just like the nigga that licked somebody's face, he can go oh out and spend his own no. check. That don't mean he obligated to fuck her.
2: Come on. Bitches will
5: fuck you for free.
2: Come on. <clears throat> I think it's I think it's privilege. You know what I'm saying? It's privilege because the woman that goes out is not the man that goes out. Meaning. We have two different responsibilities. Me, I'm very, I'm very privileged in my, in my thinking. Like, so if I'm going to spend money, say I say, let me buy you a drink, right? For me, that's, a, that's not a big deal. Let me buy you a drink. No problem. But the problem is in that same bar, there's a brother that's coming there that doesn't belong there. Or he shouldn't. He's irresponsible in his spending, meaning he's coming with his last $100, but he wants to have a good time, right? And he's going to buy you a drink. So there's a different psychology behind that. They think they own you at that point. You ever met that guy that bought you a drink and wants to talk your ear off all night? Well, that's yeah. the guy because he because he spent his last forty dollars on
5: you. So if that that's doesn't trend you know what I'm saying? That's Hello. not like a personal issue. <laughs> that sounds like lack of accountability. Oh, that that's a human issue. You you should talk understand the man's shit, psychology.
1: Queen.
5: No? Fuck your shit, Queen. <laughs> I'm like, I got nothing to do with this man's poor budgeting skills. (laughs) Just doesn't have anything to do with me. Why am I being held responsible for this?
2: No, I'm just saying that we need to give empathy because there are different people at the at the bar where we're at. You know, you know, I'm supposed to give empathy for a nigga
5: that's paying for the possibility of pussy. I don't understand.
2: I think
0: I, let me let me have better luck with Chrissy. Chrissy, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't
5: know, I don't know
0: where I don't know where I went wrong with V. I'm sorry, Chrissy. You went wrong by trying my friends. Oh That's where my goodness! Oh. Can't do that. Chrissy. come on, Chrissy,
2: step up. Do you up, have, step do you up, you have more head. stories out here in the dating world? Um. Okay. One of the worst. <laughs> oh
1: boy. Actually, <laughs> you know, it's
4: it's it's kind of bad. You know, I I definitely took. Like, you know, this was like Team City Boys won this day. And I gotta take my L, probably. Gotta talk about it. So met the dude on the dating site. Remind you, I'm new to a new city and probably dating sites is gonna be like your prime way to meet some people. Cool. Um, met the dude, pull up. He um first he told me to pull up at the address of the uh restaurant. Then he was like, Well, actually, my car won't start around the corner. That should have been when I left, right? No. I go around the corner and pick the dude up. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, oh, he's literally five minutes away. I'll pick him up. Sure, no problem. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'll fill your tank up. I'll pay for everything. I got you. Which he did. So, that part, he did keep his words. So, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe he just really is having some car troubles. Life is life and cool. Whatever. So, we get to the bar. And to your point, this dude started talking to me like I was his whole therapist. Whole therapist. He uh-huh. was talking about how he lost his job because of the pandemic. Because this is like summer 2020. The world just opened back up a little bit. Everybody outside. Cool. He was telling me how he lost his job. And workers comp. Not workers comp. What is it? Unemployment. Wasn't paying. Mm-hmm. And he just really wanted to get to know me. But basically, he was on a budget. And I, basically, he hoped I wasn't trying to do nothing else when we left here. Because he didn't have any money. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> I
4: was like, sir. Sir. Of all the things that you that there is to do on a hot summer day in Dallas, you could have invited me to go downtown for some frozen yogurt and walk around and get to know each other. I would have respected oh, you, more honey. than you spending your last dollar. So when I like kind of went in on him a little bit about his lack of responsibility, he this man stood up at the table. I cannot make this up and said, Take me home now. I said, <laughs> <"Be-> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, hope, <laughs>
4: I hope that you and Jesus and your good legs figure out how you gonna get there baby because you will not be getting in my car
1: Damn.
2: damn. this man stormed no out the bar
4: I was all kind of bitches and hoes he's standing outside so now I, I went to go sit at the bar because the restaurant had a bar and the bartender was watching the whole time the bartender was like girl let me buy you a drink because I'm so happy that you did take that man home I was like, oh, no, baby, I was not going to take him home. He, he definitely tried it and was standing outside on the corner. Man, I got to come pick me up. This bitch left me, told me she ain't giving me no ride home after I spent my last on this hoe. Oh, it was it was hilarious.
2: It was hilarious. Wow. But wow. It was right. pretty traumatic. <laughs> all right, look, V, V, come back in here. I, and uh, and Chrissy, I'm, I'm going to ask you all both a combo question. Just just uh one thing. I just need to ask you all at this point right now, and I'll start with V what's one, the one thing that's most important in looking for the guy that you're looking for in the, in the dating world, what's your one standard? Just the, the one I want the foundation. Um, what's most important to you?
5: Right uh, now? I would say making me feel comfortable
2: making you feel com- comfortability. Okay. All right. All right. That's what we focus on in this podcast. Like, so I mean,
5: it's, as far as like making sure there's no pressure in the situation, uh-huh. things are flowing naturally.
2: Okay. So comfortability is first and foremost in, in your mind. Chrissy, What for you.
4: Definitely communication. I need to see how you conduct the conversation, uh-huh. like how you, how intellectual you are, all, all aspects of how you communicate because a lot of things go wrong because people simply can't communicate. Text messages are read wrong. People cancel last minute and consider it, change plans. Everything about why dating life is going wrong for me right now falls under communication.
2: Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Like you, you have a, a child. So in that cancel canceling dates thing, you know, sometimes that happens in the world of children, you know, that's more understanding, right? Like you, you'd understand. Absolutely man, not. No,
4: I don't, I don't agree with that. Hmm. And a lot of
2: people even
4: somebody like me that doesn't have the setup as V, where i split custody with my child's dad and i have like this set time where we can make plans if you and i said we're going to meet on friday at eight and friday morning comes and you're canceling because you don't have a sitter that's an automatic problem for me because i knew on monday when you asked could you take me on a date on friday Mm -hmm. i planned my week according just like i would for anything else i how you plan your week according for work for vacation breaks and anything else. If I was, if I was somebody that you really wanted to get to know, you would make sure that you planned accordingly. So if Ooh. a man can't on me for babysitting problems, that's an automatic, no.
2: Damn. I didn't fail with both. At this point, let me go to my guys. Uh, logic, Logic, can you, um, you know, one of the things we started on this podcast was asking a woman her ideal man. Remember that when we used to build the ideal man, logic, you remember that? I do. <laughs> you were always eerily silent on that, because what are we doing? We're putting things in a vacuum. But for you, um, first of all, Logic, are you single? Yes, I am. You're single. Okay. What, what, at this point in your life, what's the one foundational thing that you'll say you're looking for in a, in the opposite sex?
6: Just honesty, man. Just honesty. Ooh. All we got to do is just be honest. Okay. At this point, I feel like I've seen a lot of things. I've done a lot of things. I've been through a lot of things. And I would assume that, you know, my selected partner has also, you know, been through things done, you know, life happens and, and that type of shit. So just, you know, having an open and honest rapport is the most important thing to me.
2: Mm. That's okay. Infinite same treatment at this point in your life. What's, what's one thing that you're looking for in the opposite sex?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I would agree with logic. You know, so, you know, it's the easy thing to say; it's not the easy thing to get. But you know, the the intentions, you know, you know, it's your intentions be known. But I will say, what I'm actually looking for right now, I'm looking for a a builder. Ooh, what I, you
5: mean you by know.
3: that? Nobody,
2: nobody knows what you
3: talk.
2: Bob, uh, talking about uh, Bob Builder. Somebody
3: yeah. to build you up. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. I need somebody to go out with me and go conquer the world. So. Like to
2: assist you? You gotta clarify. Yeah, are you trying to take over the world? What you got? Evil intentions?
3: Yeah, I, I I just need her. I just need her be behind me as as I go slay some dragons. You know what I'm saying it's on that type of time though. I, you know, like I said, the intentions of going with uh, you know, sm- smaller sword in her hand. You know, I got the big joint no homo. She got the smaller one. Like you know, it's time to go conquer some shit. And you know, she got the small one. I mean, she went to no, no, no. I got a big one, almost. Yes. So she, could, she, she could have, she could but have the baby. Have uh, too. <laughs> this is
2: a crazy analysis.
3: I, 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 I understand what
2: you're saying, though. You,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, about, I... you're talking
2: yeah, about starting well. at zero and going, to, go, going and building up.
3: Uh, you know, well, it's like, not even zero. No, it's no, it's just no. not zero. Just going on the mission with me. Mm. That's what that's what I'm looking for now. I don't need What's to be at zero yeah.
4: What kind of what kind of things as a man that wants to lead, provide and protect, which is basically what you're getting at, feeling your drift, do right. you what kind of conversations do you have with women when you are dating them that makes them feel like you were properly trained to lead them with your big sword while they carry the little one and trust you to lead?
3: Mm,
0: go ahead, that's how, amen
3: That's how I come at them. Like like I said, leading with intentions so is exactly what I want to do in life. If they on board with that then we can rock out i mean it's, it's, it's not complicated like i think you know i was having a conversation with a couple of people you know uh maybe a night or two ago like this this leading with your attention once again is putting everything out on the table and then you for me i'm checking for the response you know what i'm saying like if she, if she's on that type of time i shouldn't have to you know assist her with what she wants to do in her life she should already have something that she wants to do and i'm going to nurture that as well so for example if she's into fashion, then, you know, I want to feel that, you know, saying once again that I can add to the to the conquering, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever whatever her passions are, whatever her uh, goals are, and she's very adamant about that, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm I'm looking to add that to what I'm doing. So once again, it's it's nothing overly complicated. simple conversation, it's it's really the energy behind it. So I feel mm-hmm. the energy, then then that's something that I can rock with.
2: Woo, <laughs> uh, Kennedy. Did I ever ask you your ideal man build? I I guess I did. He did. Did I? I don't remember my your responses to that. Usually, I remember everybody's <laughs> responses to ideal man build. I feel like I feel like that's when logic got me. You know, got me into like your I'm ideal significant other. other. No, no, because I was saying <laughs> man all the time, and then some. some <laughs> one of the young ladies got on. And was like uh, I don't like men, so. What are you talking about? Like, so then we got into ideal significant other. Uh, and logic had to remind me like a hundred times during that time period. Anyway, listen, I could take this over and 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 do the ideal man bill with with uh with Chrissy and and V. But uh if you have more questions, Kennedy, this is your show. I'm sorry. I, I did jive hijack it. I want to give it back
0: it's good we're all fam and the girls feel comfortable that's Mm -hmm. all that matters about this safe house oh (laughs) i got two questions left ladies you got it let's all right so i'll start with v v what's your favorite part about being a mother
5: Uh, to be honest just watching him grow into a person and seeing parts of me parts of his dad parts of my mom just reflecting really And Chrissy? My favorite part is
4: watching him grow into purpose with my leadership. Like he genuinely finds the things that I tell him. Like we have very teachable moments. And I think like, um, so little quick backstory of me, I was adopted from birth. So I always had like a little bit of a disconnect of just, like always wanting somebody that that belonged to me. Like we had the same bloodline. We kind of look alike, things like that. So raising my son, watching him grow into his features. He looks like me. He carries some of my traits, my personality, my attitude. It's, it's very rewarding. Like I actually have a little me running around and uh, just nurturing him to be a person. It's It's very rewarding.
0: No, I like that. And I guess it's going to be like a two-part question. I'll just do two questions. Do single moms get freaky in the bedroom? Are y'all wild or y'all try to keep it cute? I'm just wondering. And loud.
4: You better go to sleep and mind your business.
2: Wait, what? Wait. Well, Chrissy, you said you get loud. What? I, it kinda, I said kinda, wild and loud. Loud and loud. Wild and loud?
4: She said freaky in the bedroom. I said, of course, wild and loud. And I said, he better go to sleep and mind his business. Damn. <laughs> but I, it was it was
0: supposed to be a joke though. Y'all was us to take it that <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> mama. Why was y'all clapping so loud? <laughs> crazy <laughs> Um B is my a single mom's freaks so or y'all trying to keep it cute. Keep it cute for what? Right, that was my point of the
4: joke. <laughs> like, why we <was laughs> what we got to miss out in the bedroom because we got kids. <laughs>
5: Like I have a kid, y'all cooling on fucking. Like I don't understand what the confusion is for.
2: Wait, V, are no, you so are you willing to have another kid? Are you willing to get in a relationship and have another one?
5: Um, the window is slim because I'm a little older. That's okay. Listen, no, uh, uh-uh, uh no. Janet Jackson not a baby yet. I'm I'm 34. Yeah, 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 okay, all right. The, the window the window is slimming down.
2: Okay, all right, but you're willing though. You would you would do that or you not you're not even trying to hear that?
5: I would, depending on the nigga, depending on what age I am at the time. Okay. All right, fair enough. Chrissy,
2: are you willing to have another? Yes. How many do you want?
4: My ideal number was always three. Fair.
1: All right.
2: And what what has to happen for that? Is that is that marriage first and then kids? Or are you talking like, you know? depending on a nigga just like v said
4: no it definitely has to be like and and to be honest like we have to stop thinking that marriage is a line of security i guess because i got married young i definitely am yeah. a proven failed aspect that that's not true
1: mm-hmm. but more
4: so like you have to be able to prove that when this child is born we're going to figure this out regardless if we work or not that's more so going to have to happen like we're gonna to have to get to know each other well enough to say that you know, once this child is born, we for sure going to figure this out. Even if I hate your guts and, and every time I look at you, I want to vomit. This child is still hey, always Jesus good Christ! we put those feelings aside. Because sometimes we <laughs> really do get that deep, but you know, you just want to feel like, regardless of all that extra stuff, I just uh-huh. bet you still going to make sure this kid is good.
2: All right. V, V, let me bring you back real quick. What, what's your age limit for, for dating? What's your, what's your age limit? Our you, age
0: you... limit is 60. Wait, it's not. Damn. <laughs> it's not,
2: not genital. Not Metamucil. It's,
5: it's not. I would say. I would say no more than five years younger and no more than ten years older. Oh,
2: so you would date a younger man?
5: Okay. I have before. Hey.
2: I, yeah, you did. Damn. We'll, we'll hmm. talk about that in OT. That's Continue. crazy. What? <laughs> uh, Chrissy, what's your age limit? You you said you're 27, I believe, right? I'm
4: 29, but 29. I, I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm not dating anybody younger. And the oldest I'll go is 45.
2: 45. All right, all right. I'm I'm with it. Uh, you know, that's that's all the questions I had. I I don't know if Logic or Infinite had any questions for the ladies. You know, I, I open the floor at this point. We're about uh, five minutes short of an hour, so I
0: you know so I want to I want to wrap it up here, ladies. Final question of the night. Mm-hmm. What advice do y'all have for single women out there? Ooh, shit. Maybe I'll let you hold that one down first.
5: <laughs> I'm still it out myself. Why are you put me in front?
0: <laughs> From mm-hmm. everything y'all have experienced, what advice do you have for women out there right now? Let's say it's a girl your age, same situation. What advice would you give this friend?
4: I would definitely tell this friend do not think that your window for love is ending because you have a child. And don't also think someone won't accept you and your child and love them like your own. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people thinking, I'm getting older, my kid getting older. I need to create this family dynamic with my kid, especially like, you know, my kid is double digit now. So I did kind of, you know, as he was getting a little older, start thinking like that. But that has to, that dynamic has to stop. We have to not settle for anything and not keep bringing these losers around our kids because you know, you date in, so eventually they're going to meet and then when it don't work out, now you got to explain to your kid why Mr. John never coming back. So, not
2: Mr. Jones. you know, yeah, just got
4: to stop settling.
2: He worked at the corner store. T- That's crazy.
4: Right. <laughs> John worked at the corner store for sure. <laughs>
5: Damn.
2: I like All that. All right. Yeah.
5: I would, well, definitely, I would definitely have to piggyback off what she said. Awesome. I definitely feel like it's definitely important for not everybody to meet your kids. Like, you can date for you. Keep in mind of who you dating. Like, if this person's going to be around your kid, that they have certain qualities, but, you know, eventually they're going to grow up, they're going to separate, they're going to live their own life, and then you're going to be by yourself. So you have to be able to date for you. Have the day for you. Absolutely. All right.
0: All right. Ladies, mm. I thank y'all for coming on tonight. Mm-hmm. I thank you for your transparency. I thank you for the vulnerability and the honesty of y'all situations and also giving hope to other women. I pray that y'all continue to be dope ass bitches to y'all mothers. Yeah. I don't know that's the best way to put it, but yeah. I pray that y'all keep being the queens that y'all are. While I'm here, I'm gonna give a shout out to Norma Jean because without you, I wouldn't be hitting 34 having a meal, no matter what kind of shit we went through. Yo, Norma Jeans is a strip club place.
2: in Baltimore.
0: Mm-hmm. Joey, watch I'm your sorry. Fucking, I Watch your fucking mouth. I just wanted you to know. Watch no, your mouth, bro.
2: Listen, Don't I'm going into overtime Don't right do that, now. bro. I'm going into overtime.
0: Do not out. put that in the sentence.
2: I, I just want look you. it you Norma Jeans this in has Baltimore
0: logic <laughs> over everything it's been everything yeah. we out.
2: <laughs> listeners yo if you want to hear the Joey G from overtime cuz now I'm going to get hard on on Chrissy and V and we're going to talk about like how long it took them to give it up to their their baby's fathers and their husband or whatever like I want to know the timeline and all that shit but you got to pay the 999 in Spotify it's on there click to subscribe to the overtime so you can hear answers like this and if they don't want to answer I don't I don't even know that yet so you know it's all about <laughs> comfortability but but in overtime I get a lot more villainous uh, it's it's just the thing that I do anyway as kennedy said my co-host pepper um this <laughs> has been logic over everything it's over and it's been everything thank you for joining us
0: Listeners, 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 (laughs) we appreciate y'all for just tuning in and allowing us to do the dope shit that we do. Yes. Without views, we would be no fucking where. Look at Logic 2.0. Promising y'all to give more great content, do more dope interviews, more conversations. But remember, without y'all clicking these buttons, we would have views and we would not be able to bring y'all loe. We out.